At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back here on The Look Ahead, I'm Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Had a lot of fun with uh, Las Vegas Chris in studio. We'll catch up with him uh, shortly. You know, we'll, we'll get him on, uh, excuse me, soon because uh, he's got a lot of good insight. That um, that I think we can all benefit from, uh, much like the segment that we did with uh, Bill Krakenberger. Uh, and anytime I talk to a lot of these guys, I, I just always feel smarter. I always feel like I learned something, and we're going to continue to do more of that here on this show to help our audience uh, learn, just like I'm learning. Because uh, I will be the first to admit that I have to learn more. Uh, like I told Chris, that conversation I had with a very well respected better here in town who said to me, your handicaps are great, you don't know how to bet. And I, at first I was a little insulted by that, and then I sat down and had the conversation with him, and we talked, and, and I'm learning, and I'm becoming better. And it's only going to help me make more money in the long run. So hopefully we can do the same for all of you guys. That's the goal here, uh, to make us all smarter sports bettors and more profitable sports bettors. So... Let's take a look at what we uh, have coming up here uh, for this week. Obviously, Stanley Cup Final is the main thing that's going on. Monday night, we will have Game 3 between the Avalanche and the Lightning. The Avalanche just dominating Game Number 2. It, it, was, it was over early. And you know what's funny? Because in Game Number 1, when the Avs jumped out to the lead, the early lead, and it was 2-1, to one, and then eventually it was 2 nothing, and then eventually it was 3-1, to one. Uh, I texted a buddy of mine. I think I said this last week on, on, the, on the air. And I said, this, get, this is going to be a blowout. This is going to be like a 5-1, like 6-1 a finish. Like, this is going to get ugly. Because Colorado looked that dominant. They were faster. They were, uh, they were really not allowing Tampa to do anything. They were constantly putting pressure in the offensive zone, and I was worried. I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is going to be a bad performance. And then Tampa just completely flipped the script. The adjustments they made in the intermission were incredible. They came out in the second period. They scored the two goals quickly, and or back-to-back quickly, and they really got a huge effort from Andre Vasilevsky in the second and third period 
and they were able to force overtime, and eventually they lost in overtime. Well, in game number two, it started out just like game one. So the power play early on dominates. They have such a good power play. They score a goal three minutes into the game or whatever. It's one nothing, and then it's 2 nothing. And with 10 minutes left in the first period, you could kind of feel the ice was already shifted. And I texted the same buddy of mine, and I said, this is going to be ugly. And he said, you said that about game one, and Tampa still came back. I think I'm going to go Tampa live. And all I said was, I wouldn't do that. I didn't offer any other picks because I didn't have any other picks. I was on the under six. My exact text message was, I, and I'll pull it up right here. I'm going to hide the name so you guys don't see the name. But uh, the text message that I sent was, I used a little prayer emoji as well because uh, that's what I do at times. Let's see here. Here we go. The text says, well, I can't show it. Into whatever. It says, Praying this is a 5 nothing game or 5-1. And then I said, on a brighter note, Will Zalatoris is tied for the lead. So obviously I was talking about my golf future as well. But I said, that, that was my sense after the first period. Because I was on the under six, but I knew this game was going to get ugly. And my only hope was, I said, praying for this to be a 5 nothing or 5-1 type game. And then get the push of the six or win 5 nothing at the under. This thing was 5 nothing after the second period. And Colorado added a couple of goals there in the third. Kale McCarr scoring both goals in the third, both on special teams, by the way. One shorthanded and then one on the power play. And, you know, if he doesn't score those two goals, maybe uh, Nishuskin could have been an outside chance for the Conn Smythe because it like, seems like he scores every game. And he had two goals himself. But McCarr scoring those two goals in the third period, he solidified himself as the favorite if Colorado goes on to win this thing. But that was uh, really an ugly game for Tampa. An ugly game. And whereas in game one, they were able to respond after the first period, there was no responding at all in the second period of game number two. Uh, and, you know, they, they now trail two games to none. It's a spot where they have been in before. So it's not like it's going to be a a real you know pressure situation because they were just down 0-2 to the Rangers and were able to win on home ice. And I'll remind everyone of the old cliche saying a series doesn't begin until a team loses a home game. So if Tampa holds serve on their home ice and this is 2-2 going back to Colorado, that's just par. Right? Tampa Bay minus 105, Colorado minus 115 for game number three. This has to be a Tampa spot. It has to, has to be a Tampa spot. The under is minus, is minus, is under six. It's juiced at minus 120. And I don't want to sound like a broken record here because I've been wrong for the first two games, but I'm on Tampa and I'm on the under. And I think that's the move for this for this game. Tampa playing with all the desperate, not desperation, but all the necessity in the world. They cannot lose this game. Meanwhile, Colorado might be sitting pretty, knowing that they got the 2-0 lead. 
maybe they don't come out as aggressive as they did in games one and game two. I'm going to be fascinated by this game. But I do think that Tampa, this game is their best shot to win a game in this series. They'll feed off the crowd there at Amelie Arena. Vasilevsky's been great, especially at home. And if they lose this game, I I don't know if they salvage game four. I could see them getting swept if they lose this game. Or I could see it being a gentleman's sweep. You know, Colorado, I don't want to say that they give up a win. But Colorado, I just, there could be some sense that they would like to win it at home. It's, it's always nice to celebrate in front of your home fans. And I think Colorado knows. And it's not going to be, they're not going to give up. They're not going to say we're going to lose this game on purpose. But there could be just a, a relaxed effort. Just knowing that you have the fallback of a game five on your home ice. So if the Avalanche go up 3 nothing. I actually might think that Tampa's the play again in game number four, and then Colorado will win the series in five. But if the Av- if the Lightning win this game three, they're not out of this series. Because they could easily win both of these games in Tampa, and it's 2-2 going back to Colorado. That's kind of like selfishly what I hope it's going to be. Like, I want it to be a long series. I don't want this thing to be over. This is fun. Games are fun to watch. Well, the blowout is uh, not fun to watch, but they, these games are fun. These are two great teams. These are the teams that, you know, I think, you know, maybe some people might have wanted to see Florida. I didn't really want to see Florida. You know, I I, I love the, the, I mean, these two teams, this is the defending two-time Stanley Cup champs. Colorado has been the best team besides Tampa over the last several years. And they've just haven't made it out of the second round of the playoffs. And I wanted to see them, you know, to hey, to, to be the man, you gotta beat the man, right? To be the champs, you gotta beat the champs. I wanted to see that. So this is the matchup we all wanted to see. I don't want it to end in four games. I don't want it to end in five games. So I hope Tampa gets this win. But I'm gonna be on Tampa. I'm gonna be on the under. This is their best chance to get a win in this series. They have the crowd behind them, they have the 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 advantage of being home. It's their home arena, and it's just going to be a sea of blue, and they will play like their season depends on it, because it does. Because if they lose this game, they are not winning this series. And yes, I know that it has happened in the past in the NHL playoffs. There have been teams that have come back from 3-0 deficits. It's extremely rare. But it has technically happened before. It won't happen here. It's not going to happen. Tampa loses game three. They lose this series. So I'm going to be on Tampa, minus the 105. I do like the under six at minus 120. The empty net possibility scares me. But honestly, I think this is going to be like a 3-2 game. I think Vasilevsky steps up, has a much better performance. We could see a 2-1 type game. Colorado's too good to score only one goal, so... I think Colorado gets two. And at the worst case, this is a 4-2, maybe Tampa win. 
more likely a 3-2 Tampa win. So give me the Lightning minus the 105. And once again, I'll be on the under six. And it is at minus 120 right now. Two-team parlay with that on DraftKings, plus 257. Lightning and the under. And then for the con Smythe, I think it is open. It you know For Tampa, they can still win this series, but it has to come with a win here in game number three, or else you're just throwing away your money. Because if they lose game three, they lose the series, and then obviously none of their players are going to win the con Smythe trophy. And it will be Kale McCarr, who is your playoffs most valuable player. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll catch up with our very own Mark Zitto. Coming up next, this is The Look Ahead here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with the Peacock MLB Sunday Leadoff Challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in prizes. Visit DraftKings.com slash Peacock for more info. Don't just watch your shows. Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on BCN, the sports betting network. Joining us now. You catch him on Point Spread Saturday, Point Spread Sunday. He is Mark Zinno, and Mark, appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us here on The Look Ahead. A little long turnaround from when you were on earlier here on this morning, and now you're on here at night. So, uh, yes, this man does sleep, people, uh, despite the many uh, numerous places you can catch him. I just got done talking about the Stanley Cup final, Mark, and how uh, I'm a, I've been on the under the past, first two games. I was wrong on the first two games but I think I'm going back to the well for game three. Where would you lean on the total for this game coming up here on Monday night? Well, I think it's a correlating bet situation here. If you're on Tampa Bay, you're going the under. And if you're on Colorado, you're going the over. But Tampa Bay being the more desperate team uh, and relying on their defense, uh, I would lean on the under with you. I mean, if Tampa Bay is going to win this game, they're not going to get into a shootout, a pun intended, I guess, with Colorado. <laughs> they're going to be on the wrong side of that. And Tampa wants to play from the net forward, right? They're, they're, Colorado's playing from center ice into the offensive zone, and Tampa Bay's doing the exact opposite. They're playing from their own pipes 
working forward. They don't really, at least in the first two games, have not shown any offensive prowess whatsoever. And it's something they're going to have to address because I think Colorado's whole offensive philosophy is just Pepper Vasilevsky with as many shots as possible. They're not looking for great looks. They're not making that extra pass. They're just throwing it on net, hoping to get a deflection, hoping to catch a rebound and make something happen. And it's worked for them. On the flip side, Tampa Bay in game two only had 16 shots on Darcy (laughs) Campbell. I think Colorado had that in the first period alone. It's just a really uneven formula. Tampa Bay has the experience to work through this, but they're going to have to figure out something defensively. And I'm with you. I lean on the under in this spot because if they're going to win a game, it's going to be a 3-1 kind of final. It might be a 3-2 game. I don't see Tampa Bay winning a 5-4 kind of final. Like just doesn't it's not in the cards for them right now after what I've seen in the first two games. Yeah, I would agree with you and I, and I'm on Tampa as well because I just feel like if they're going to win one game in this series, it's this game. Get the energy from their home crowd, uh have the comfort comfortability of playing in their arena. Vasilevsky's been great at home and then we'll see uh, how they do in game 4. Uh, if they lose this game, obviously the series is over. They're not coming back from 3-0 down. If they are to win this game three, and again, it's a big if, are they still live to win this series, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can count out the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. They've been down 0-2 before in the playoffs and have managed to win series. It's not an easy road back by any stretch of the imagination, but it certainly is not impossible, and I wouldn't count them out. But they have to find some offense, whether it's Kucherov, Palat, whether it's Stamkos. Somebody has to generate some sort of offense to get the puck in the net. What is interesting about this game, Scott, is if you shop around and look at different books, about half the books have Tampa Bay as the favorite, and the other half have Colorado as the favorite on the puck line, goal line, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And I'm really torn here because – like For example, DraftKings has uh, Colorado as a one-and-a-half-point dog here, and FanDuel has Colorado as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and I just wonder what certain books are seeing that they're willing to install Tampa Bay as a favorite. And I'd scratch, I, there's nothing in the first two games of this series that would lead you to believe that Tampa Bay should be a favorite here. This isn't the NBA. It's not like when we flip a series, you know, what we saw in the NBA Finals where it was pretty cut and dry. Boston was going to be a three and eight, three and three and a half point favorite at home. Golden State was going to be a three, three and a half, four point favorite at home. And that was fair, I think, on both sides. But what we've seen from the first two games of this series, I don't nothing leads me to believe that Tampa Bay should be the favorite here. So I'd shop around and look for spots where I can get Colorado uh, on the puck line at plus uh, plus one hundred five and good money. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Um, you know, Lightning, I'm seeing on DraftKings right now, minus 105 to the Avalanche, minus 115. So I think that you're pretty much on the money line going to find that. But you're right, on the puck line, Tampa is the favorite, minus a goal and a half, and it's plus 225 at minus a goal and a half for Tampa. Now, I, I, I like to say that the winner is going to have an easier time covering the puck line because in the way that these teams use empty netters at the end of games, it's it's very likely, but... I could easily see this being tied in the third period like game one was and this being a one-goal finish. Uh, Like you said, maybe a 3-2 finish, 3-1 finish if Tampa were to win. Uh, If Tampa wins, I think if Colorado wins this series, Mark, Kale McCarr has separated himself as the Conn Smythe favorite, uh, especially with the two goals that he had at the end of game two. If Tampa wins, though, would you go with Andre Vasilevsky or Nikita Kucherov right now? I would lean on Kucherov, but I would tell you that if Tampa Bay wins this series, it's because Vasilevsky returned to a guy who was stopping like 94% of the shots he faced 
not the one that only stopped 77 <laughs> in game two. There's no formula for Tampa Bay to be able to win games without Vasilevsky doing what we've seen him do before. I don't know that he can be just average or even above average. He's got to get to a level right now where he is great. Um, and that, to me, is where I can look to Vasilevsky to win the Conn Smythe just simply because he's going to have to go on an insane run for the course of the next five games, if not next you know, four games straight, for them to come back and win this thing. And that's really the one way that it happens. I mean, Kucherov obviously would be the main scorer and the lead scorer, I think, for Tampa Bay when this series is done. But the question is, do they have enough defense to slow down Colorado? You know what's crazy about Nikita Kucherov is that he's like two, maybe three postseasons away being top five all time in career playoff points. Yeah. Well, look, when you're when you when you make as many deep playoff runs as the exactly. Lightning the last decade, you have a lot of opportunity. Yeah, he's like 27, 28 years old, and he gets like 30 something points every playoffs, and now he's only like 50 points shy of being uh, passing Yager for fifth all time right. in career playoff points. Let's talk a little Major League Baseball. Uh, your Atlanta Braves went on an incredible run before it got halted by the Chicago Cubs. Uh, they lose two in a row to Chicago, and full disclosure, I played the, the Braves today. It was one of my top plays, yeah. and they came out, and, and you just knew they were going to have uh, a better effort here. What is it about the Braves in this run that has impressed you the most? Well, they actually started hitting. I mean, this team was constructed to mash their way through 162 games. I know Max Fried's there. Kyle Wright's been phenomenal. you know, And, and even Charlie Morton off last year, you expected to be better than what he's pitched this year. Same for Ian Anderson. But during that 14-game streak, Scott, they hit 35 home runs. Through the 14-game streak on the season, they had 63 <laughs> total. So more than half of them came in a two-week span. That's the way this team is constructed. And oh, by the way, during that 14-game win streak, Ronald Acuna was batting like 390. He's everything that this offense is about. You know, there was a stage or, or, or a phase of Major League Baseball where, you know, when you and I were younger, lineups are always built from the top down. You put your fastest guy who gets on base the most and can create the most offense. And then we got to the steroid era, and everybody relied on lineups being built from the middle out. Who's my cleanup hitter? Who's my four, three, four, five combination that can drive in all these runs? Well, the Braves are kind of going back old school with table setting with Ronald Acuna at the top and two guys who get on. And even though Freddie Freeman isn't there, it's Matt Olson, it's Austin Riley, it's Marcelo Zuna who can drive all those guys in. And they will go offensively as Ronald Acuna goes. As long as he's doing and playing at an MVP caliber level, I know he probably won't win it due to the injury and everything else, but as long as he's putting up those level of numbers, this Braves offense is going to follow suit. You know, Ozzy Albee's out, and uh, it does hurt this team, but listen, they have had players pick up the slack, including yeah. Michael Harris, who has darted up the National League Rookie of the Year charts right now. Uh, he's not as high as his teammate Spencer Strider, who has the greatest mustache behind, besides Nestor Cortez in all of Major League Baseball. But Michael Harris, is this kid live for Rookie of the Year? And let's not short Mike Miklas from uh, St. Louis for the mustache. Uh, Mike, you know. Yeah, Michaelis has a good mustache as well. There's, Michaelis, yeah. there's, I mean, it's a, there's, some, there's some good mustaches in baseball. I don't know what it is with these younger generations now making these uncomfortable mustaches a thing. It's really starting to creep me out. I mean, you know, us growing up, anybody with a mustache in a van, it was going the other direction. So uh, they're all trying to bring it back, I guess. You know, as long as they're not driving vans or driving sports cars, I think it'll be okay. But nonetheless, he's been fantastic. He and Orlando Garcia have really been sort of sports spark plugs at the bottom of this Braves lineup. It's it's really weird because 
the way Brian Snicker, the manager, has set this lineup up, you got Acuna who's above 300, and Dansby Swanson is right now above 300, one, two, and then uh, Arcia and Harris at the bottom who are also above 300, and the five guys in the middle all kind of are a mixed bag of results. But you get this this young kid who comes up from Double A, and it's always a tough transition sometimes, but it always seems to work out. You know, GMs get it right. The last guy I remember doing it, Manny Machado, from Double A straight to the majors, and it's worked out pretty well for him. So. Uh, he has really been something impressive, to say the least. And he's given them a lift defensively because uh, without him, you have to trot Marcelo Zuna out to the outfield. And that is something that nobody wants to watch. Uh, you know, if we're watching a Braves game at the house and, and for whatever reason it's on, if Arzuna's in the outfield, I tell my kids to look in the other direction. Just don't do what he does, and you'll be a fine outfielder for the rest of your life. And it's really that simple. That's the other thing that alleviates you get better defensively. And, you know, Harris, if he continues to trend where he is and is around guys, like the rest of the, this lineup, he's mm-hmm. going to have give opportunity to make things happen offensively. Well, the Braves will start a series with the Giants. Max Fried against Logan Webb. First pitch, 720 Eastern time. Atlanta, a 150 favorite in that game. Mark, appreciate the time and the conversation. We'll do it again soon. You got it, Scott. Anytime. Have a great night. There he is, Mark Zeno. You catch him. Point spread Saturday. Point spread Sunday right here on VSIN. This is The Look Ahead on the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only, terms and conditions, and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details, please. Drink responsibly. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VCND, a sports betting network. Uh, speaking of a uh, little Major League Baseball action, let's run through this schedule here coming up on Monday. We got the Marlins and the Mets in an early day game. This is like one of those um, wraparound four-game series where they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So that's the way this schedule just plays out between the Mets and the Marlins. So we got a day game spot for the Marlins who are in New York to play the Yankees and then will get out of Dodge to go back home to take on the Rockies in Miami. And the Mets, who are home here in this day game spot, who will then get out of town to take on the Houston Astros coming up on Tuesday. So both of these teams wanting to play this game very early. It is a 1-10 Eastern time start, and they want to get out of Dodge. You got David Peterson on the hill for the New York Mets. Peterson's last outing, he allowed four runs on six hits in four innings against Milwaukee. Prior to that, only went two and two-thirds, allowing just one run on three hits against the Angels and against the Dodgers, uh, four runs on two hits in three and two-thirds. He will oppose Trevor Rogers, who has... Been a little bit of a um, uh, an enigma this year, if that's the right word to call him, because he should have been much better. He was much better, but he's been 
He's been rocked this season. Last time out against Philadelphia, four runs on five hits, three and two-thirds. Gives up two runs on six hits against Washington in five innings. Gets rocked for five runs on five hits in three and two-third against Colorado. Three runs on four hits in five innings against Atlanta. Five runs on eight hits in four innings against Atlanta. Earlier this season, five runs on six hits in four and a third against Arizona. Seven runs on four hits in one and two-third against Philadelphia. Like, what is going on with Trevor Rogers? And just looking at, I want to look at some of his advanced numbers here. Because part of me, in my initial handicap of this game, is thinking about the under. That these guys don't want to play this game. Like, this is a, a day game. They've, there's now three day games in a row now. Because uh, Or did they play Saturday night or did they play Saturday during the day? Let's see. Saturday was... Saturday was a day game or a night game? Well, we'll check out the box score of that game. I think it was I think it was during the day. Sunday was absolutely during the day. So let's see. That was the No, that was a four o'clock start. So it was a mid late afternoon uh day on Saturday. But now you have this early start time on Monday. It's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird day to have a day game. And both teams have to travel after the game. Just I hate this spot. I do. Rogers, 6.1 barrel percentage. Oh, his barrel rate's just terrible. Hard hit, 33.9%, 38.6% sweet spot. So, yeah, this dude's given up. Man, he's given up hard contact. Average exit below is not terrible, but, yeah, he's getting hit. Let's see some expected numbers here. See if anything's improved on his expected numbers. Because with this Mets lineup, I, I can't. I, I can't try. Oh, Rogers is terrible. Yeah, he's had such a bad year. Oh, uh, the I, I don't know if I can play an under with Rogers now. Here's what I will say. Totals at eight. Let's be cautious and wait and see what the lineup is for the Mets. Maybe people have the day off, you know, before they head to Houston for a two-game set starting on Tuesday. So we'll see if anybody has the day off here on Monday. But the early lean would be the Mets. Uh, both teams are getting out of town, but the Marlins just won 6-2 to two after um, Encarnacion had his first career hit via Grand Slam. And this Marlins lineup right now, another reason why I like the under is just their lineup is not good. Uh, both Jesus Aguilar and Jesus Sanchez are on the IL, missing two key cogs in that lineup, having to rely on you know a guy like Gerard uh, Encarnacion to come up from the minors and make his get his first major league hit. So I don't know if I can bank on the Marlins to score some runs. Early lean would be Mets in the under, but I can't bet an under with as bad as Trevor Rogers has been this season. So we'll uh, take a look at this game once we see the Mets lineup come out on Monday. Then you have your regular night games. Uh, Cubs will take on the Pirates. JT Brubaker, who is 0-7 this year, and yet he is, and the Pirates, are a minus-115 favorite. Now, Caleb Killian is going to get the start for the Cubs. 
Caleb Killian has uh, pitched twice this year. Most recently, tagged for five runs on five hits in four innings against the Padres. Prior to that, three runs on three hits in five innings against the Cardinals. He had six strikeouts against the Cardinals. He had zero strikeouts against the Padres. He had two walks against the Cardinals, five walks against the Padres. So if you're keeping count at home, that is nine total innings pitched, and he has walked seven batters. He has struck out six. He has allowed eight runs on eight hits. That is not a good start for a young pitcher this season. Meanwhile, JT Brubaker, who, like I said, is 0-7 this year with a 4-5 ERA. At home, he used to be better. He's 0-2. Well, he hasn't had a win. But opponents are batting 265 against him at home as opposed to 236 on the road. So there used to be this idea that, oh, well, Brubaker is just better at home. He actually hasn't been. He's actually just been bad overall. I'll tell you what I don't hate here is an over eight and a half if the weather cooperates. Now, I think that there is some rain in the forecast in Pittsburgh. Let me see if there's wind because wind would certainly help things. That is for Monday, June 20th. And let's see what we got here. No wind. No wind and no precipitation. That's interesting. You know, I'm looking at the uh, the on, on one of the websites that has, you know, the games and stuff, and it has a little cloud icon with the possible weather. And now I'm looking on a weather site. And it says overcast, mostly cloudy, feels like 71 degrees, and no precipitation. So maybe no precipitation. But only 4.7 mile per hour winds. So I don't know if that's going to be the case there in Pittsburgh, but I don't hate and over, because I think both these pitchers are going to give up runs. Tigers take on the Red Sox. You got uh, Alex Fiedo on the hill for De- uh, Detroit. Josh Winkowski on the hill for the Red Sox. Winkowski has pitched twice this season. Last time against Oakland, five shutout innings. And prior to that, against Baltimore, gave up four runs on six hits in three innings. So a little bit of a mixed bag there. From uh, Winchkowski, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I uh, haven't watched any of his starts just yet. And uh, for Boston, they are a minus 185 favorite at home. Nine and a half is the total in this game. Uh, I like the Red Sox. I like the Red Sox team total. Red Sox at home is just always a, a good way to, to bet them. They just took two of three from the Cardinals at home behind Nick Pavetta. And uh, prior to that, took uh, two of three from the A's at home. So this homestand continues where they are uh, four and two so far on this homestand. So I do like the Red Sox at home here against the Tigers. I might think about a Red Sox first five. You know, the Tigers are uh, the lowest scoring first five team in Major League Baseball right now. But here's what's interesting. Tigers, I joked about it earlier, past two games, their offense has been rolling. They scored 14 runs on Saturday against the Rangers, and they scored seven runs on Sunday against the Rangers. So Tigers feeling a little bit better about themselves. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll go through the rest of the schedule coming up next, including a huge pitching matchup at the Trop 
between two of the top American League Cy Young favorites. What's the play between the Yankees and the Rays? We'll think about that coming up next. This is The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg, right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, and now it's updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter, at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N. A-I-R. Play of the day in Major League Baseball uh, on Sunday was the Yankees and the Blue Jays' first five innings over four and a half runs. This is comes a day after Saturday when we had the Blue Jays and the Yankees under in the first five innings. Both of them were winners. Play of the day is up to 47-26-1 now on the season. And I, I'm not saying this is going to be the play of the day. Man, I think the first five under is the way to look here between the Yankees and the Rays with Garrett Cole and Shane McClanahan on the hill. Last time we saw Shane McClanahan against the Yankees, it was last week against Nestor Cortez, and uh, I played the under three and a half in the first five innings. And that's probably what it's going to be like for this game. Let me see if I can get an early line on the first five. First fives here in Vegas don't really come out until tomorrow. Uh, but let's see if I see something online. First half total runs, three and a half. Yep, heavily juiced to the under. All right, so curious to see what it what it comes out as. But it's a similar feel for me that I had with Nestor Cortez and Shane McClanahan that I have with Garrett Cole and Shane McClanahan, and that is that I I believe this will be a low scoring game between two elite pitchers and. You know, it, it's amazing 
because Garrett Cole actually has been hit at times. And for Garrett Cole, as I look at his uh, last time out against Tampa, six shutout innings. Prior to that, the last time against Tampa, six innings, one run on two hits. So he faced Tampa twice this year and has gone 12 innings, allowed just one run on seven hits in those 12 innings against Tampa this season. Shane McClanahan, meanwhile, in that start against Nestor Cortez, gave up four runs, but and that's why we lost the first five uh, under. Only one of those runs were earned, and you could make the argument he should have given up zero runs. This is what happened. And, and keep in mind, he faced the Yankees a couple of weeks ago at the end of May. Six innings, only one run. This time, he goes six innings again and gives up one earned run, but four runs overall. Now, the overall runs are what kill us for the um, first five under, but the earned runs is really what we have to talk about here, which is why McClanahan's been so dominant. In that game, he gives up a solo home run to Aaron Judge in the first inning, where it would have been a home run only at Yankee Stadium and nowhere else in Major League Baseball. It was to right field, short porch, we know that. Every other Major League ballpark, it would not be a home run. Now, I'm not saying it would have been an out. You know, it depends on where the outfielders are playing and if Manuel Margot can track down the ball in, in right field and make the catch or whatever. Forget about if it would have been an out or not. We know that in any other ballpark, it wouldn't have been a home run. So I can kind of forgive him for giving up that run. And then there was the bottom of the fifth inning. It is a one nothing Yankees lead in the bottom of the fifth. McClanahan is dealing. He, McClanahan has, uh, you know, j- just pitched, retired the Yankees down. He, he won two, three inning in the fourth. Fifth inning, he gets a pop-out from Josh Donaldson that instead of being the first out of the inning, winds up dropping. Brett Phillips drops the fly ball. There was miscommunication between him and Margot, and it wound up being an error on the outfielder. Catch should have been made, should have been one out, nobody on base. Instead, there's a runner on second. Glaber Torres then flies out, deep enough to center field where Donaldson tags up and goes to third. Aaron Hicks then strikes out. So now it is a uh, situation where there's a man on third with two outs. For some reason, Kevin Cash decides to intentionally walk Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. I I don't know why. It's a one-run game. You got the best pitcher in the American League on the hill. There's two outs. Why intentionally walk him? But, okay, he wants to pitch to Kyle Higashioka. So, he does pitch to Kyle Higashioka, and second pitch of the at-bat, Higashioka hits a three-run home run down the line in left field. Now, I don't know what IKF would have done against Shane McClanahan. Anything less than a home run, and the under comes in. So I think you're going to get a 
another stellar performance from Shane McClanahan. You're going to get another stellar performance from Garrett Cole. And I think both of these teams are combining for under three and a half runs in the first five innings. And I'm thinking about the game going under six and a half, too. It's a low score. It's a low total. And anytime you're betting on the Yankees and it's an under, it's a dangerous proposition because their offense at any time can explode. But it is on the road. It's not exactly in Yankee Stadium where a fly ball to right field is going to wind up being a home run. So I do like Yankee unders on the road versus Yankee unders at home. And in fact, uh, let me see what the Yankees scoring has been here. Uh, No, it's not what I want here. Yankees averaging this season. Yeah, I mean, they're just scoring. They average average 5.17 runs on the road. I mean, they're just so good. They're insane. Anyway, uh, it's hard to bet against the Yankees when it comes to a total, but with Garrett Cole on the mound, he should be able to limit the Rays. With Shane McClanahan on the mound, he should be able to limit the Yankees, and the Yankees will also likely have both of their top relievers available, especially a guy in Clay Holmes who has gone, what, 31 and a third consecutive innings without allowing a run? So 32 and a third, maybe? So I think Garrett Cole will be backed up by, you know, the likes of Michael King and uh, Clay Holmes. So he'll be backed up by the Yankees' top relievers, which will make it even more difficult for the Rays to score. And I can see this one being a very low-scoring game between two of the best pitchers in the American League. Right now, Shane McClanahan is your favorite to win the American League Cy Young Award, and he would be my pick to win the American League Cy Young. Behind him is Justin Verlander as the second favorite, and then Alec Manoa as your third favorite, Nestor Cortez is fourth, and Garrett Cole is your fifth favorite. McClanahan is plus 350 right now, and Garrett Cole 12-1 to to win the Cy Young Award. McClanahan, a 7-3 record, a 1.84 ERA. Giants take on the Braves. Logan Webb against Max Freed. Logan Webb is great. Max Freed is great. This is a game where I could also see this one going under eight. I do like the Braves, though, minus 150 on the money line. Um, and I, if, if, if this game was in San Francisco, I'd back Logan Webb at home because Logan Webb at home has been very, very good over the past, not just this season, over the past several seasons. This season, though, uh, Logan Webb uh, at home. Well, this is interesting. His ERA at home is 274 compared to his ERA on the road of 4.25. However, opponent's batting average on the uh, at home is 271. Opponent's batting average on the road is 212. It's just that he's been hit hard on the road. He's given up 5 home runs this year on the road. He has not given up a home run this year at home. So, uh this one's going to be interesting between the Braves and the Giants. Uh, taking a look elsewhere, you got the Cardinals and the Brewers. Miles Michaelis against Corbin Burns. I'm always concerned about guys the, the game after they throw a no-hitter. Now, I know Michaelis didn't throw a no-hitter, but he came one strike away from a no-hitter. So, interested to see how he responds after that outing. Uh, I got Jose Barrios, Lance Lynn, Blue Jays, White Sox. Bubich against Syndergaard. Angels and Royals. I like the Angels. And Padres, you Darvish against Zach Davies of the Diamondbacks. San Diego, a heavy favorite in that one. 
Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, Frank Nobolo, Nobilo from CBS Sports talking golf. Will Hill, our very own from the uh, New York City cast, will join the program. Greg Wyshynski from uh, ESPN, uh, senior NHL writer. And then Tim Doyle, CBS Sports and uh, NBA TV analyst, will join the program. It's all coming up this morning on Follow the Money. You can follow me, Scott Seidenberg, on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.